All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available technology this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buy a Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, June 12th, 2023. What's going on? How are you? How's it going? Oh, old Billy fucking Sweet Tooth kicked in last night. You know, I had somebody sent me for my, it was my birthday this past weekend. I don't know, 55 years old, 10 years away from retirement. (laughs) I I finally get my social security that I paid into. Oh boy, oh boy. Um, Did they do away with that? Then they like, you know, we're going to pay into this and then you're going to be all right. And da, 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 da. You know. Granted, that was before, like, we learned how to eat, sort of, you know, or at least they had, like, Lipitor or whatever those fucking things are. Do you want to keep eating like an asshole and not die? Do you want to keep filling your body full of poison and never really learn about nutrition? Uh, That's why we made Lipitor. Go to Wendy's. Go to McDonald's. Burger King. Hit all three in the same night. We don't give a fuck. Lipitor. Lipitor. It's just fucking holding your arteries open like some gymnast doing an iron cross. <laughs> I don't know what Lipitor is. it for your dick? I think it's a dietary. I would look it up, but then for the next six months, I'm going to get Lipitor ads. And probably my health insurance will go up. Why did my health insurance go up? I didn't go in for any procedures or anything. Uh, you Googled Lipitor. Well, that, that was for the podcast. Come on, Bill. We know what, we know what you're doing. You're on the road. You're eating fucking, uh, you know, uh, what are those? You know, the worst thing ever, like, uh, is the a wet burrito. Is there anything worse than a fucking wet burrito? It's so fucking nasty with all of that shit. Like, like you're not going to be a fat fuck enough with all the toppings you're going to put on it. You know, you want guacamole? Guacamole's extra. Even though you can look across the street and see a fucking avocado tree here in Los Angeles, uh, guacamole's extra. You know, like it's this, like it's the 1700s and they had to go to India to get the spice. It's a fucking avocado. Yes, but there's limes. There's a lot of other things involved. Okay, stay in your lane. This is agriculture, all right? This isn't making fun of ag- agriculture, which is something you do, which really, if you really look at it, it's really the easiest way to go through life. You don't really do anything as much as you just make fun of others that are doing things. All right? I mean, if I didn't have to 
go to work until eight o'clock at night, maybe I could have time to make some smarter food choices and then I wouldn't be on Lipitor. Kind of sounds like a bad metal band, doesn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, your opener for this evening, keep it going for Lipitor. What's going on, Brockton? Fuck you, man. Um, all right. So anyway, somebody sent me, uh, for my birthday, they sent me a dozen, like, giant fucking cupcakes. And I looked at those things, and I'm like, I don't fuck with you anymore, man. You understand? I don't do, des- I don't eat desserts. I don't fucking do it, right? But it was my birthday weekend, and my, um unbelievably lovely, gorgeous wife took me out and um, she got me a cake, so I, ha- I had the sugar in me. You know what I'm saying, people? Do you understand what I'm saying? I-, I took a hit of the crack pipe and I had that sugar in me, so now, like, I, I couldn't make an intelligent choice. I couldn't make a choice, you know, without the sugar in me. So I looked at him, I said, all right, here's the deal. I'm gonna have one. Because I got a feeling that one on top is red velvet, all right, which I love. You know what I mean? It's not really the sugar as much as it's the food dye. (laughs) I'm a child of the 70s, all right? Teens in the 80s, but when I was a kid, it was all about sugar and shit that changed the color of your milk and food dye and yellow number five and fucking orange cars and bicycles. Like everything was fucking orange and earth tones. It was a fucking great time to be a kid. Not a good time to be an adult, I don't think, you know, because you probably died with everything that was going on. There was a lot of smoke, a lot of shit going on. Anyway, a lot of ashtrays, ashtrays everywhere, right? The waiting room of a doctor's office, they would have ashtrays. Um, so I go for the red velvet and I eat it and I went like, all right, I mean, that was good. It wasn't great. All right, fuck these. I'm done. I'm just going to just give them away and blah, 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 blah. So I have a buddy come over and I give him one, right? And uh, I don't know what happened. It was like, I know what happened. I took a hit of a joint. A hit. Who just takes a hit? I had one beer. No, I fucking smoked a joint. And then I came inside and I was just like, and I'm trying the chocolate one and the coconut one. I'm trying all three flavors. And uh, I woke up this morning, boop. oh my God, I felt like, uh, I felt like a 55-year-old that ate two giant cupcakes right before he went to bed. It's exact, I felt exactly like what I did. And my body was just like, so, is this what we're doing? Do we not want to make it to 60? Is that, what we're, is that the game? Yeah, you better go get some Lipitor. What would you guys do if you found out Lipitor advertised? All right, I'm looking it up. Lipitor. This is what women with little lips take right after they go to plastic surgery when their lips hurt, after they stretch them out. Uh, Lipitor. All right. Lipitor. Okay. Oh, Lipi. Lip, L-I-P-I. Okay. All right. Well, just fucking tell me what it is. Lipitor. All right. It's not telling me. It's just telling me the dosage. What is Lipitor? 
Lipitor is a prescription medicine that contains a cholesterol-lowering medicine. I nailed it. Called astrovastatin. Jesus Christ. The amount of people that wouldn't get vaccinated but will take this without even questioning it. (laughs) This is the part of the pharmaceutical industry that I trust. The one that still lets me go to Jack in the Box. (laughs) Oh, we're all hypocrites. I don't trust the pharmaceutical company, and I took the... the You know what? I I fucking rolled the dice. Um, Anyway, I love how both sides of that are claiming victory. Getting it and not getting it. I don't know. Who knows who was right? Nobody who got it is dying. Uh, you know, and the thing kind of fucking went away. I want to think because medicine sort of, you know, did its best to inoculate it. But I know some people are calling it the scamdemic, like it never really happened. It's fascinating. Anyway, let's plow ahead here. So I had two fucking cupcakes. Oh, my Jesus. Oh, my Lord and Savior. And I went to bed and I woke Oh, You know what it was, was my lovely wife is out of town on business and yesterday, it was just me with the kids. And, uh, oh, my God. They fucking wore me out. It was really my son. Like, the amount of times I fucking lost it yesterday. Like, going like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? And he just looking at me. He just he doesn't get it yet. And then I had to be like, he doesn't understand. But, like, that dude, you leave him in a room, he's like a rock star. He just goes in and he trashes it. Like, if he sees a box, he goes over and he just tips it over and lets everything pour out of it. Whatever food he doesn't want, he throws it on the floor. He's, like, immune to, like, you know, he's got a little chair. Go Get over there and sit out and think about what you did. And then he just goes over there and he's just looking around and daydreaming. Like, he's just literally immune to it. And I'm sitting here... uh I don't know, just thinking about the whole way the world is set up and how it's like male dominated and just how guys are wired. When you just see a little girl versus a little boy and they always say, you know, if women ran the world, there'd be no war, blah, 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 blah. It's like, how would you do that? You would have to undo all this dumb shit. Basically, not dumb shit, just all the the shit that the way guys think and the the way guys approach, like... You know, I win, you lose. You know, I win, you're my bitch. You know, that whole, like, my foot's on your throat, not the other way around. Like, how the fuck would you flip all of that? That's like when old Donnie boy, he's got to be on Lipitor eating fucking McDonald's. Remember when Donald Trump made his fucking, you know, pay-per-view wrestling inauguration speech and he was saying how he was going to drain the swamp? I fucking laughed my ass. I was like, how in the fuck are you going to do that? First of all, you're in the swamp. You and Joe Biden. You know, before anybody thinks I'm doing partisan politics here. Um, yeah, how do f- you're in the swamp. But let's just say you weren't. How the fuck are you going to do? How- Where would you even start? Um, it's really a... Uh, I don't know. I kind of had, uh, had a change of heart about uh like last week as far as like um 
a lot of my viewpoints and all of this stuff. Uh, in other words, I did mushrooms. Um, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you about that trip someday. You know, it's they're the fucking best. Like every, you know, year or so. I kind of did them twice this year because I did a small dose and went and I, saw, I went to go see Billy Joel, which um, was a mistake because it didn't make the concert better. It just sort of freaked me out when I saw a giant Billy Joel head up on the on the big fucking screen. I was cool through Stevie Nicks, but somewhere in the middle of Billy Joel, when he was hitting the high notes and they were like close up on his face and he was like, you know, the fucking screen's like 180 feet high. And, you know, it's one of those deals. Like I knew I took mushrooms. So I was like, all right, that looks like that because you're on mushrooms. You know, and then I was just thinking, I wish I didn't. I just, you know, that thing where they're starting to come on and it's more of a body high and you're just feeling almost a little anxious. That's kind of where I landed. I just sort of got there and stayed there for four hours of like, eh, are we eh? like I was in the roller coaster going up the hit up the fucking thing the whole time. I'm just anticipating this drop that never happened. Um. Anyway, what what am I talking about? I did have time yesterday to, uh, you know, I, I did watch game five. Oh, my God, my my, my game four, sorry, the, the Stanley Cup final. My kids were, like, trashing me because towards the end of the day, I was finally, like, I was I was watch, trying to watch a little bit of the Red Sox-Yankees, right? And I see them doing the highlights of the Red Sox-Yankees, and they show Bucky Dent, they show Jim Rice, they show Babe Ruth. I'm like, where's the celebration in 2004? When they were down four games to none, where's Big Poppy and all that? And I didn't see it. And I'm sitting there going like, are they still trying to tell this old story? It's fucking over. We won four titles and we expect to win when we play them now. Like, why they still have it? Like, I understand leading up to that, but then it should just be Red Sox fucking domination. You know, for the last fucking whatever, I don't know how many years or whatever, not domination, but like, Given as good as we got and, and, and the, the greatest comeback of all time and the biggest choke. I thought the Bucky Dent home run right to the fucking Johnny Damon Grand Slam in Game 7 would have been a nice edit. But, you know, they don't edit that thing in Boston, do they? They edit it down in fucking New York, cunts. So I'm trying to watch that. And then they're both, like, yelling at me. And I finally look at them. I'm like, What? And they started giving me shit going, Dad, you're not watching us. You're watching TV. And I was like, are you serious right now? I made you, I made you guys egg sandwiches for breakfast. No, I made you pancakes and bacon for breakfast. Okay? Then we went out to the bouncy house. I had to list my whole fucking day. And still, it didn't, didn't mean anything to them. I was getting trashed. Then I, we, we had egg sandwiches for uh, I did breakfast all day. Egg sandwiches for, for lunch. I played with the choo-choo train. I chased you guys around. We played the piano. We did all this stuff. You know what it was? Was in between that, I was watching 10-minute clips of of game four of the Stanley Cup final. So to them, that meant I watched TV all day because that's how they're wired. It's like, it's like, how much of my time do you need? And they're like, all of it. (laughs) So... If you spend, you know, an hour and 15 minutes 
blowing through commercials in the, in, in the in-between periods watching a game. To them, it's like you, uh, you, watched, uh, you watched TV all day. Fucking drove me crazy. Um, but anyway, I, uh, I did, you know, as much as I'm, I'm telling these crazy stories, it, it, we did have a good time. And this morning, I'm downstairs and I'm making them breakfast because I got to take my daughter to school. Oh, I, you know, also I gave them a bath. I put the fucking bath bomb in there. I fucking hate those bath bombs. They turn the, 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 the water a different color. They're bad for the environment. This one was yellow. So it looked like they were sitting in a giant tub of fucking like nuclear urine. It was fucking disgusting. And I had to wash my daughter's hair. And I'm like, I'm not washing it in that yellow shit. So then I had to use the shower head. And she's just like, that's not how mom does it. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm dad. This is how I'm doing it. So we, you know, we got through that, brushed out her hair. I braided her hair. She looked absolutely beautiful. That was all going great. And then, you know, this morning I wake up, you know, my son like comes into the room, like bursts into the room. He's so funny. Gets on into the bed. He gets under the blankets and I'm laying on my side. Like I got my back to him. And he just gets in there and immediately he just starts kicking me in the back, you know, like, I don't know, like, say like he's running in place, laying on his back, but like hitting my, my back. Right. And then like, he gets up and he's just like sits on my shoulder and then puts his face like on the side of my head and he's breathing like a friggin' obscene phone call back in the day. And he does that for like five minutes as I'm laying there pretending to be asleep because I know the second I open my eyes, the questions are coming, right? The demands. So I finally just open my eyes because it's so ridiculous that I kind of start laughing and I look at him and he just goes, pancakes, please. Dada, dada, pancakes, please. And I go, I'm not making you pancakes. We had pancakes yesterday for breakfast. He goes, oh. <laughs> and that's how my day started. And then we get downstairs. I get them all changed. I get my daughter ready, freshen up her braids and everything. And we go downstairs. And I'm getting the egg sandwich ready. And then he just picked up his choo-choo train and just threw it across the kitchen. Just picked it up and just threw it. And I was like, why did you do that? Why did you just throw your train? Huh? And he's just going, throw train, throw train. I go, yeah, why? Why did you do that? And he's just looking at me like, why Why wouldn't I throw the train? It's, it's fun. It makes a cool sound. And I just had to sit back and be like, he doesn't understand any of this yet. And he needs like another six months of like cognitive growth before he's going to get what he should be doing. So I kind of had to just be like, buddy, Please don't throw your train. And he goes, okay, no throw train. I go, yes. I go, say sorry to the train. He's like, sorry, choo-choo train. (laughs) Ah, Jesus Christ. So I think that that's why I ended up smoking a joint last night and fucking eating two giant cupcakes because I don't drink anymore. So maybe that's what it was, but... uh. You know, I use, I pride myself on my German-Irish being able to shut off the emotions and I can just fucking, 
I can get through it, but holy shit. Oh, you know what it was, too, is he doesn't nap anymore either. He just sort of plows through the nap. So I was like, all right, let's do this. You're just going to go to bed earlier. And then uh, he wore me out before I wore him out. He won. I had a defeat yesterday. So, uh, but my daughter was, like, super easy. Um, it's amazing. She's writing in cursive. She could actually read. She actually read my son a book. And I'm thinking, like, man, like, school is better than it was when I was a kid because I couldn't read until, like, first grade. It was like Sandy and Bing, Bing and Sandy. Run, Sandy, run. Run, run, run. That's where I was at. She's reading, like, the whole cat in the hat. All right, I'm bragging about my kid here. All right, let me, let me, uh, let me plow ahead. I did get a chance to watch that game four. And I'm so fucking, as a fan of hockey, pissed that the Panthers didn't win that game to make it 2-2 so I could get a series here. It's now 3-1 Vegas. And uh, I got to say this. I don't give a shit if the Panthers lose or not. Because you know they're going to go out to Vegas and they're going to win. I I just really think they're going to. They're going to go out and they're going to win. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, fuck, if they win the next one, it's tied 3-3. 3-1 series lead is the most overrated series lead ever as far as, like, comfort you have as a fan. Because it's all it is is all they have to do is just win the next game. They don't have to win every single game. You know what I mean? They just have to win the next game. And then all the pressure is on the other team. Of like, oh, fuck, they win again. This series is tied up. And then when they win the last one, I don't know, we, we blew a 3-1 lead. Immediately goes to that. When you're the team down 3-1, all you have to worry about is winning game five. If you win game five for the rest of the fucking series, you're playing with house money because the other team is taking on all the fucking pressure. And um, I was like laughing watching the Panthers yesterday. And it's like, Playing the Panthers is like watching two kids by yourself. That's basically what it is. It's like right when you think you got it under control and you can ease up and relax, you're just like, oh, what the fuck happened in the other room? You know, that's their shit. That, uh, like I was going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I I think win or lose, uh, Matthew Kachuk is the MVP of this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. The level that that guy affects the fucking game. Like, what do you need? A last second goal to tie it up and to go into overtime? An assist? A big hit? Do you need me to take a big hit to make a play? And then I go to the locker room and then I come back and I score the tying fucking goal to send it into overtime and then we win? Do you need, do you need me to annoy one of their best players? And get them off the ice so we have a four on four and then we score a goal. The guy's fucking a force of nature. Um, he's sort of a medium-sized Mark Messier. It's like Mark Messier in 1994. And what the Panthers have done is like the uh, that great Canadian team in 1993, that run they had to go to the Cup. Um, it's been so hard to watch them because I was so upset that we fucking blew it. That's what I really was. Not that they won, that we fucking blew it. That we would just be like, okay, I think we got the kids under control and we can put our feet up. That's what we did. We, we had two games won and we fucking blew it because those guys do not stop playing. They're an amazing team. And it took me until this round 
to really stop being a fucking baby about it and actually just enjoy the level of hockey that they're playing. Um, and then on the other side, watching the Knights, like, totally nullify that fucking bullshit, you know, when that, that chicken shit hockey, I call it now, because there's no enforcer to come out there and beat the shit out of you because you can now just after every stoppage of play, if you don't, if you want to change the momentum, you can start punching guys in the head, face wash them, cross check them, do all this bullshit and nothing happens. And, and for the most part, until the end of the last game, but the game was over and they had won, the Knights have been ignoring that to the point that I'm seeing the Panthers are doing it less and less because it wasn't getting them the desired results. So it's been this little uh, chess game as, 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 as far as that goes. And the Knights have do, been doing a great job getting traffic in front of uh, Bobby and Nett. They keep calling him Bob, so I forget his fucking name. But um, that's really been like a, uh, I think, part of the difference or whatever. But what blows my mind is the end of the game. Like, they, the fucking Vegas Knights go up three to nothing in game four. And I'm just sitting there going, like, they need four goals. They need four goals because I know the Panthers are going to come back. And next thing you know, they just throw it on net. Fucking total garbage goal, you know, deflects off a stick, hits hits the fucking Vegas defenseman's, like, skate or his leg and goes 90 degrees into the net, right? And then the momentum's changed. And this is the thing. When they were down 3 nothing, they never stopped playing. And I was just sitting there going, they're going to get a goal. They're going to get a goal here. They always get a goal right before the fucking period ends, right? And they do, even though it was a garbage one, but they still, you know, they threw it on net and it happened, right? Then they come out, they get another goal. Now it's three to fucking two. And I'm just like, this is like, these fucking guys, they're like the Terminator. They just don't stop. And then the end of the game comes. It's so, this would have been so legendary. Somehow with like fucking point something seconds left or whatever, the puck ends up on Kachuk's stick. And he just couldn't get enough air underneath it. He had a wide open net and uh, Vegas Knights goalie got a, got his left pad on it and stopped it. But like, I'm just sitting there thinking like, how the fuck did the Vegas Knights let this guy get open again? He just, the game before, just scored the goal to tie it up, send it into overtime and you lost. At what point are you dialing in on this guy? How is he free again? You know, and also the referees. At the end of the game, when all the bullshit was going on and Kachuk was punching people in the face and everything, they'd always sort of start to grab him. It's like, when are you going to realize that this guy's the straw stirring the drink? <laughs> Just fucking restrain him. Um, anyway, it's been a... Uh, it's been... A pleasure as a as a hockey fan watching the Panthers play. Uh, they're down three to one, and I don't think this fucking series is over. I think the Panthers go in and they win the next one, and then all of a sudden, the Knights are going to have to deal with we got to close these fuckers out. And the first time they're going to do it is they're going to have to go back into their build uh, the Panthers building, and uh, I really like the Panthers fans too. Now that they showed up this year, right? Um, you know, I like that is like they have trailer park fans. That is not the Miami Heat fans. The uh, you know the Miami Heat fans is that 
guy of a certain age dressed all in white linen with some chick that's like 20 years old. <laughs> oh, shit, with his $300 haircut and the fucking loafers with no socks on. That, that's Miami Heat. You know, I'm just talking about what I see courtside. All right. Courtside of a fucking Panthers game. They are fucking animals. That is uh, that is that is trailer park, Florida. And they got the rats. I don't know what that's about. Rink rats or whatever. And at the end of the game, they were fucking throwing water bottles and rats on the ice and all that. And this guy's going like those. They're not Panther fans. They're not. Panther. Yeah, they are. They are Panther fans. They are. It's you, you fucking idiots, you were the ones who put a hockey team in Florida. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> I liked it. I, I didn't think that was any sort of bad fan behavior. I thought it was like, I, bad fan behavior to me is when you don't act like how you usually act. And that is Florida. That's, that totally lines up. Um, Florida is a fascinating place. Like, I really like Florida. It reminds me of Massachusetts. It's the same thing where you'll either have like, you know, you have it's like the combination of MIT and Harvard and then just some fucking, you know, meathead that, you know, whatever drives a truck like all of that shit is just right up against each other. And Florida, I feel, is the same way. It's like you either own a fucking yacht in some glass tower of a house out on that fucking island that j-lo lives on or you're you're literally listening to jimmy buffett you know trying to kick meth (laughs) now i know that both of those are extremes of both people in those states but that's why i've always uh i always liked florida plus when i was a kid i went to fucking disney world so and i also thought palm trees were really fucking cool for whatever reason because when when do you ever see them you know, when you live up on the East Coast, you you, you know, you don't. Um, all right. So they're up 3-1. The Denver Nuggets are up 3-1. I missed the last game, but, uh, you know, I think, I don't know. I'm guessing they were just moving the ball around, hitting their threes as always. Um, they are a fun team to watch, uh, Denver. And I am psyched that it's not the same old, same old fucking people in the finals. See, I, did you guys notice how I got both of those right? Stanley Cup final, NBA finals. How I, how I remember that the NBA finals is plural is I just think that like, you know, with all the free agents, you can never have enough free agents. You need to add another person. That's how I remember. Oh, is that how you remember, Bill? That's fascinating. Bill, tell us about your birthday, nobody said. All right, I will. Um, I, uh, I had a fantastic birthday. Um, my wife told me, um, you know, I got you an experience rather than gifts. And I was like, perfect. That's what I want. Like I literally, I got no gifts for my birthday and it was fucking awesome. Um, actually a friend of mine got me some earplugs that you can put on your keychain because she knew my ears are fucked up. That's the one gift I got. But other than that, my, uh, my lovely wife rented a uh, a classic car for me to drive around in, and it was a car that I never would have picked. It was a 1969 Ford Grand Torino. 
Now, here's the deal. She was trying to get me the 65 Cadillac that was gold, which would have been badass, but it was rented out. So she went with that instead. And I got to tell you something, man. I fucking loved that car. Said it had a 351 in it. It was classic American muscle, you know? It just wanted to go really fast in a straight line. You know, you get in the turns, you got to start hanging onto the underneath of the seat so you don't slide into the fucking door. Um, but it was a badass car. And I felt, I felt like I was starring in like a, my own TV show in the early 70s, you know? Because that was the deal. Like back in the day, like whoever the lead was, was definitely going to be a man for the most part, unless you're watching The Flying Nun, you know? And they always gave the guy, the lead of the show, always had to have like a badass car. And um, a flying nun, you know, they just made her fly. They didn't have to, she didn't have to have a car. Like, you know, Rockford Files, he had a, uh, he had a Firebird. Starsky and Hutch had the Grand Torino. Uh, Burt Reynolds had the fucking uh, Trans Am with the golden fucking bird on it, right? You get the deal. Um, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. only drove Thunderbirds in 77 Sunset Strip. Yeah, you didn't think I was going to go that far back, did you? Um, so I just drove that thing around L.A. We went out. I got some coffee at one of my favorite places. I had a great breakfast. I just sort of hung out with my wife and kids all day. And then at the end of the night, my wife took me out to this cigar bar that I didn't even know existed. And... um Wow, we just had like the best time. And I, I had like, it was perfect, you know? And I was just thinking like, you know, maybe this is what you do. Rather than owning classic cars, you just rent them and you drive around and you have a great fucking time. And then you just give them back. <laughs> <laughs> then you kind of can have all the cars. You know, that's kind of how I'm looking at it now. It was like, but I just loved like, you know, the uh, when you put the gas in, it was behind the license plate. Just those little things that had the lap belts. It was a convertible. I never, you know, I've never been a ragtop guy. You know, obviously fucking ginger, I burn up in the sun. And it was a cloudy day and I fucking loved it. I absolutely loved the top down. And the I, what I noticed, the car had no vents. You know, back in the day when they made convertibles, they were just like, we well, don't need vents. Put the fucking top down. What are you, an asshole? You know, it's a pretty gruff time. I don't think they really talk like that. But um, underrated, the 1969 Grand Torino. I got to jump off the podcast here. I got to do a uh, a quick Zoom call here, which doesn't mean shit to you guys because it'll be a quick edit. But uh, reminding myself to continue talking about my birthday. And I am back. Um, all right, so, blah, blah, blah. So, both the Stanley Cup and the NBA Final, of course, you know. Already, you already know. I don't need, I don't need to tell you this shit. All right? I don't want to say it again. Both series are three to one. Um, and then that's going to be it. And then we're going to be in a baseball season. Everybody's going to be like, oh, my God, I fucking hate baseball. I love it. I enjoy it. Um, and... I got to start watching the Red Sox because I haven't watched them in a minute. Last time I checked in on them, they were two games above 500, yet still, still in last place. Still in last place. So, uh, 
Oh, you know what I fucking can't stand? Do you ever notice, like, guys who can't get hot women? They love to say this shit. They love to say, like, you know, you show me a beautiful woman, and I'll show you guys tired of fucking her, right? My whole life I heard people saying that. Show me a beautiful woman, and I'll show you a, 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 a guy that's tired of fucking you. And I want to be like, yeah, and I'll show you a guy that got with her for the wrong reasons. How about that, you dumb fuck? <laughs> I am, whatever that dude is, I am so sick of that dude. Like, I saw this fucking idiot on Instagram, and he was go, he was just saying this shit like, uh, he was going like, I get up, at like, I start my day from like, I go from 6 to 12, and then I blah, blah. Then the next day, I start my day at like 3 a.m. Then the next day, I start my day at 12 a.m. See, so I just added an extra day end of the week. I'm like, what? What happened? You added a day? <laughs> did you also find the H chord on the guitar? What else did you do? What the fuck, right? He's like, I just, and he goes, after week, he goes, I'm making stride. He goes, after a month, he goes, I'm kicking your ass. That's what he said in the video. I'm kicking your, kicking my ass. What game are we playing? What are we even competing in? He goes, over a year's time, I'm over the fucking mountains and blah, 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 blah. And what I love, what I love about the clip is at no point does he even say what business he's in, what he's doing, what he's accomplishing. I feel like those people, all of those people out there who are saying this ridiculous shit that they wake up at two in the morning to fucking work out and they start their day so they can be on a business call with Berlin, Germany, or whatever the fucking philosophy is. Um, I feel like they are the modern day, like, uh, remember those televangelists? Um, that was like the big flim flam, you know, which then ended up creating one of my favorite characters of all time in wrestling, uh, Brother Love. Because I love you. Um... I love you. Brother Love. Uh, yeah, those fucking guys who are just sitting there where they 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 talk about uh, how to set up relationships with women. I always talk about this guy. In the first date, I sat down with my now wife and I said, I'm just going to tell you right now, I will not give up on my dream. Like, who the fuck says that on, like, the first date? Like... This whole like posturing and getting yourself into like a position and all of that gets it's, it's this whole fucking moron mindset. I feel like that we're all in, you know, just walking around like I'm winning. So you're my bitch. Like there's no like coexisting or anything like that. And we're I don't know. We're just fucking I don't know, fucking destroying each other. And it's so dumb. And I think the fact that like. If you're a guy, like, the less you feel feelings and the more you don't give a fuck, the more you're, like, admired. <laughs> That's really a, uh, it's really a fucked up thing because all you do is hear the ladies talking about all their shit and all the stress that they're under and wada yada yada and, and I have to have the thigh gap and all of this stuff and I, I just don't want to do it every day. I just don't want to do it. Right. And they're able to cry and get it out of them. And all we got, 
like our self-help guys are going like, you know what? I get up before you do, you know, and I add an extra day and then you're fucking toast. I'm kicking your ass. And I'm like, how am I losing this fight? I don't even know what the fuck fight I'm even in. Um, I so want to comment on those things, but like, I just know that it, it never goes well. Whenever you like jump, whenever you join the, like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave a comment. Um, so instead what I do is I say my comments on my podcast while torturing you as you're trying to fucking, uh, I'll tell you right now, you show me a hot woman, I'll show you a guy that's tired of fucking you. You know what I think I'm doing? I think you're showing me a guy that's afraid to talk to a beautiful woman. Uh, and if you got one, you'd be afraid to let her be herself and go out and do the shit that she wants to do. You know, not saying that guys do that exclusively, because I don't want any woman out there listening right now thinking I'm becoming a feminist. I'm not. I realize, you know, this is my feminism. You guys are just as out of your fucking mind as we are. Um, but if you're lucky and you get a great one, you know, you could really learn about yourself as a man, which I feel like I did with the woman that I'm with. Um, who is beautiful. And no, I ain't tired. Oh, sorry. Um, have a little respect, huh? All right, game time, everybody. All right. Oh, I like this one. Game time. All right, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. I'm going to try this shit. Because I always use that other one that I'm probably not supposed to, I'm probably not allowed to say that rhymes with Grubhub. Because um, <laughs> that one is stressful. Um, game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. This is what I like. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. I'm loving that. Snag tickets without stress with, with game time. Download Game Time app. Uh, download the Game Time app. Create an account and use the code Burr for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Burr B U R R for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And then the only other uh, read we have is Movement M V M T. Great moments with dad are worth remembering. Give him a Father's Day gift he'll never forget. A movement watch. Movement small team of dreamers. Woo, 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 dream weavers. We will make a watch that you can buy your dad. Dad, I got you watch, man. Thank you, son. Uh, MVT. Small team of dreamers in Venice Beach, California, have perfected sleek, original, ultra-clean watch design. And with their site-wide Father's Day sale, you'll get a great price on a gift as a one-of-a-kind, as one-of-a-kind as dad is. Time is a meaningful sentiment. Show the dads in your life how much you appreciate all the time they've given you. 
They look at the watch and think of you every day. Perfect for a Father's Day gift. Pair Dad's new watch with MVMT's pronounced movements, stunning minimalist jewelry, so you both have a daily reminder of your bond. Wait a minute. What, I get him a watch and then what, I buy myself a fucking bracelet? I almost said a trust bracelet. Is that a thing? Uh, a commitment fucking ascot? I don't know. Fast shipping and returns always. Why movement is a great watch. Fresh modern design by a team of weekend mavericks who know what it means to go from nine to five workdays to five to nine good times. And every adventure in between. The the epitome of bang for your buck with huge value and style your wrist and wallet will both love. Get him a Father's Day gift as memorable as he is from Movement. Get up to 40% off at MVMT.com. Michael, Victor, Michael Tango.com and use code Bill Burr. Exclusions may apply. That's Movement, MVMT.com, code Burr, B-U-R-R for up to 40% off. You guys ever listen to the Dreamweaver album? That's a fucking killer album. Now, the single, was it Gary Wright? Is that who it is? Woo, 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 Dreamweaver. Um, somebody get me a judge, and the other one, do, da, 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 da. Banana, dana, go, go. Whatever that's, Anna. Uh, 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 uh. Think it's time to get ready. Uh uh. Uh huh. He's on fire. I, I'm not gonna remember it. Sorry. Um. All right. Let's let's read something from Sweden. You'll never get that thirty seconds back of me trying to remember that song. Uh, Sweden. Uh, hello, Bill. Big fan. I just bought your tickets to the show in Sweden. I just want you to promise me something. Don't hold back on the proud feminist socialist Swedes. Keep on trucking. Um, come to my, come to my house. We'll have a party. I'll never forget that. The creepiest heckle I ever got. Come to my house. We'll have a party. <laughs> I was asking them, what is there to do here in Sweden? And you know. That's that's what came back. Come to my house, we'll have a party. It's like, will I be wearing a gimp suit? Um, don't hold back on the proud feminist socialist Swedes. Socialistic Swedes. Uh, I won't, but I like you guys. I mean, I don't know. I have like a different viewpoint of feminism than actual feminists do. I think like active feminists when they're running their yaps, they just sound like dumb guys with, but they have vaginas. It's like, you sound like the exact same power hungry fucking lunatics who pretend that they give a shit about the the people beneath them, but you don't. Um, that's what you are. That'd be a tough pill for a lot of them to swallow. You know, no pun intended. That was not a, pro-choice statement it was just an expression i was using that if they realized that at the end of the day they were donald trump with a vagina <laughs> just as arrogant just as stupid just as unqualified um but say what you want about donald trump he has his faculties 
as opposed to like, dude, what? Can they just put Joe Biden on a fucking porch somewhere? And just let the guy enjoy the last couple months of his life. Like, what are we doing with this guy? I mean, it is fucking unbelievable. Like, I, I truly do believe that the media is liberal. Like, the, the level that they're letting this guy get away with, like, just, you know, stopping in the middle of speeches. I mean, I can't even fucking watch it. Um, I think all of us as Americans, we really owe it. To both sides, to our side, what, why, why there's sides, I don't know why. We owe it to humanity to pick somebody qualified. All right? We, we, one side had their fucking idiot. The other side had their fucking idiot. Like, let's just go back to somebody that can deliver a fucking speech. Would be nice. You know what I mean? Um... It won't happen. All right. Birthday, Barry, and Root Beer. Billy, birthday boy. We almost share a birthday. I turned, I turned 29 on June 9th. Happy birthday. Mildly funny story because my head crowned... Because, of, because my head crowned on June 8th at 11.59 p.m. and the birthing process finished past... Midnight on June 9th, my mom got to choose either date for my birthday. She chose June 9th because it meant insurance covered an extra day in the hospital. Smart lady. I like that. Work in the system. Anyway, he writes, your cameo in Barry as the podcast host saying murder, murder is definitely not a sin. Crack me the fuck up. I'm so glad people like that. Because I had no idea what they were going to do with it. I just went down and did the voiceover. Obviously, I would not seen the episode, but the uh, people that were directing me sent me in the right direction. But that was definitely one of those ones I was walking out going like, I hope that works. But then I was like, well, it's Bill Hader. He's a fucking genius. So even if I fuck this up, he'll either make it work or just not use it. So I felt that was in good hands. So thank you for the people that watched it and sent me um, the compliments. Uh, But it should go to Bill Hader and his writing staff because I just said what they wrote. Okay, here we go. It's funny to think that in in an alternate universe, you might be a deadly hockey enforcer and a religious nut and still a successful podcast host. Yeah, but I mean, I would have to have played in like the 19 teens to actually be an enforcer with my size. My middleweight size. Uh, lastly, for three years during high school, I worked at an A&W in Detroit. Ugh. If I see one of those on the road because they're, they're barely there anymore, I, I literally have to stop and get something. It's my favorite burger stand in the world because they didn't have them on the East Coast. And whenever I, I would go out to like the Midwest or something, I don't even know when I started seeing them. Maybe when I started doing the road. I couldn't believe it. I was like, A&W has their own burger stand? This is like, because most places don't even carry root beer. It's fucking amazing. Anyway, while I myself may not be a root beer nut, I absolutely love the root beer flavored soft serve ice cream at A&W. Seriously, that shit rocks. Treat yourself a little for your for our birthday. Much love to you and your family and thanks for all the laughs, you red son of a bitch. Uh, go fuck yourself. Um, all right. Thank you. Um, all right. 
Catch 22. All right. Catch 22. Dear shiny head Bill. I do have a shiny head, you know? And it's not because I'm bald. That's my personality shining through the top of my hairless head. Uh, you're a long, long-time listener, first-time caller. <clears throat> I was listening to you try to explain the origin and meaning of Catch-22 and had to write in. Yeah, I didn't. I had never seen the movie, and I was unfamiliar. So thank you for writing in to set me straight here. In the book, the soldiers are required to complete. Uh, all right. So anyway, there's the expression Catch-22 which I thought it meant damned if you do, damned if you don't. Evidently, it, 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 I think it kind of meant regardless of your response, you know, if you choose A or B, C is still happening. So it doesn't matter, but they give you the illusion of choice. I don't know. This person will explain it. In the book, the soldiers are required to complete a certain number of missions in order to be released from their duties. From what I remember, the missions are World War II bomber missions and are extremely dangerous, and the soldiers have to complete 40 of them. If a soldier agrees to go on a mission, the soldier is labeled as clinically insane, and they are not allowed to fly because no one in their right mind would agree to go on such a dangerous mission. If you don't want to fly, then the officers agree that is the right response, and they deem the soldier sane and tell them to fly the mission. The soldier agrees to the mission and is immediately called insane again, and they ground you from flying, thus creating the paradox and inability to complete the required missions. These soldiers are never able to reach their goal, and even if someone does get close, the commanding officers raise the requirement. Well, it kind of seems like they're looking out for you. The phrase catch-22 is mentioned when the characters talk about this one catch to the rules that they have to follow in order to go home. The book was originally titled Catch-18, but the offer changed it since a different World War II novel came out around the same time with the number 18 in the title. 22 was chosen because it has a repeating number Numbers similar to repeating events that happen in the book. Love the podcast and go fuck yourself. Well, thank you very much for a very clear and well-written explanation of Catch-22. The Catch-22 I have with that is that still doesn't quite make sense to me because they actually looked out for you. I thought it was no matter what, you're going on this mission and you're going to fucking die. Seems like it went the other way. I don't know. Wrong expressions. All right, if you guys are new to the podcast, this is something that I've been doing as of late, which is uh, talking about people using uh, expressions incorrectly or my favorite, combining combining expressions. Um, all right, hi, Bill. Heard this one the other day. They took their foot off the boil. What does that mean? I don't even... Took their foot off the gas. Anyway, the person says, I believe this beauty is the bastard son of the expression. They took their foot off the gas and go off the boil. Thought you'd appreciate this one. Thanks. And go take a flying fuck to yourself. Wait a minute. I never heard of the go off the boil. That sounds European to me. Hang on a second. 
What is Lipitor? We have to get rid of this. Okay, to go off the boil, meaning, all right, British, informal, into a state that is less good than before. After two hit singles, the band went off the boil and eventually disbanded. All right, origin. Origin. It's a weird word, origin. Origin. Uh, to lose interest or become less urgent. They were really excited about the project, but now they seem to go off the boil. Oh, the pot was boiling? Is that what it is? Oh, who the fuck is that? I found this on the web. All of a sudden, I just started talking. Like, it's, let's stop fucking listening to me. Get a life, you AI cunt. Uh, originally, an expression of the kitchen. If you have to boil some substance in, in hot water for a long time, the fire goes out. Wait a minute. This is interesting. We're talking, this is before you had gas in the thing here. When the bubble, wait, is it? Origin, etymology. How the fuck do you say that word? And I'm trying to work my way around this. Accept all cookies, necessary cookies only. Like, how do I even know what cookies you're using? I don't give a fuck. When the bubbles stop coming up, a previously boiling liquid is said to have gone off the boil. This happens after heating is stopped, but not immediately. There is always a delay caused by thermal hysteresis. It doesn't only mean past the crisis. It is frequently used to mean something is not performing as well as it did. All right. Okay, so you could say something's off the boil, meaning... You know, how, how are you and your wife doing? Ah, better, man. We're off the boil. I guess you could do it like that. Or off the boil as far as like a band where you are a hot band churning out hit singles and all of a sudden you cooled off with a couple of stinkers and then you're off the boil. I took my foot off the boil. Yeah, okay, I get it now. You brought me into your English world. world. Yes, that is a bastardized version of We just don't say that around here. Um, I'm going to start doing it just to see if my wife uh, picks up on it. Um, at some point, I'm going to have her on this on this podcast to talk about. We took a mushroom trip together, and it was like her first time, like really tripping or whatever. So it was <laughs> it was really fun to watch, um, and uh, sort of experience all of that. I got to have her on the podcast. It was a, definitely an amazing. Uh, an amazing time. So with that, I am not having a cupcake today. Even though I ate three, my buddy had one. That means there's eight left. So I'm going to give these things away. Um, make sure I don't fucking... Uh, I can't become Billy Fat Tits. I've worked too goddamn hard. You know what sucks? I had a personal trainer and I was killing it. But now I have to do physical therapy because my, my, one of my shoulders, you can literally move it in the socket, you know, like an inch this way and an inch that way. So they got to fix that. They have to stabilize it. My ligaments are, are, are loose. They got stretched out or some shit. So I don't know how they tighten them up. Um, but I got to do that over the next like month or so. And then I get back in the gym. So in the meantime, I've just been doing like, uh, 
Just making sure I've been stretching or whatever. There's a couple of stretches I always wanted to be able to do. Um, you know, like those Bruce Lee ones where you're sitting down and your head just can go right down to your kneecaps. You know? I always thought that was cool. I can do the one where you put your arm behind your back and then reach over with the other one and clasp hands. I can do that on both sides. Uh, so the shoulders are good. Um, well, Bill, maybe because that's the problem. Do you ever think that that's the problem? Do you ever think that you're not a fucking rehab person that rehabs shoulders? Um, all right, that is the podcast, everybody. My prediction. My prediction, I feel that the uh, the Florida Panthers are going to stay alive and the Miami Heat, unfortunately, are going to lose. Um, and somebody was trying to tell me they think Jimmy Butler's hurt. I'm not trying to make excuses. But uh, I really like that fucking organization. And, but I'm psyched, though, for the Denver Nuggets. They've never won an NBA title. Evidently, they won an ABA title like 50 years ago. So that's great. It is funny, though. Like, I thought their fan base would seem more like newbies. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're in the finals. But uh, they act like a bunch of arrogant cunts, too. Everybody's just fucking holding the jersey and doing that fucking stupid Instagram. Like, I don't even know what it is. It's like, uh, everybody walks around acting like a heel in wrestling, I feel. Like, back in the day, like, the only people that behaved that way, I felt were like, you know, like Ric Flair. Now everybody's walking around with, like, Ric Flair vibes, uh, which is so funny because they're not even, at least Ric Flair was doing some shit. You're watching it. Like, you're the Ric Flair of fans. Like, I don't even understand it. That's because you're old, Bill. You're old and the world has passed you by and you just haven't accepted it yet. All right, I'll go with that. Um, All right, so that's my prediction. The Florida Panthers win game five. Bring it back to Florida for an unbelievable game six, which I think the uh, Vegas Knights might win because I I just think that they they, uh, they don't get involved into the head games. They, they keep their fucking cool. Um, I don't know. Whatever. But I think Miami Heat are going to lose game five. Gee, Bill, why don't you just sit here and add another fucking nine minutes to the podcast saying the same thing over and over again. All right, that's the podcast. Go fuck yourselves and I'll check in on you on Thursday. All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available technology this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota let's go places In a world 
where clout is the new currency. You're interrupting my stream. Are you getting any followers with this? One girl. What's your name? At June Forever. Your real life actual name. We'll have to find a way to clear her name. The police questioned me. You're the common denominator, June. And solve the crime. You watch too many movies. Esther Pavitsky is Drugstore June. Also starring Bobby Lee, Haley Joel Osment, James Remar, Beverly D'Angelo, and Matt Walsh in theaters this March. Go to drugstorejune.com.